The ANC celebrated its 112th anniversary this weekend in the backdrop of what it's facing as one of the toughest challenges in terms of their leadership. Uh, we had in the backdrop of Jacob Zuma forming his own party and throwing his weight behind the MK party. Ace Shule on his side throwing his weight behind Jacob Zuma. And in the backdrop of all of this, uh, we see ANC celebrating the 112th anniversary. Joining us this morning to discuss the political developments in the country with pol- uh, is political analyst Asanda Ngosa Sheng. Uh, Asanda, thank you very much for your time and welcome to Sabah al-Muslim on Radio Islam International. Good morning and thank you for having me. What do you make of the latest celebrations of the ANC? Do you think that they are at a time where they are happy with themselves in terms of how things are developing, given the fact that so much is happening in the background? Well, I think, you know, the ANC, this is not the first time that the ANC is facing the potential start of a new party um, while it prepares for the election. Um, The ANC is a political party that has had many breakaway parties as far back as the Pan-African Congress, uh, PAC, the UDM, COPE, EFF, and, and, and so many other parties that I haven't mentioned. And so it's not the first time that the ANC is facing uh, opposition from uh, former internal members. I think what's, what's most different about this is that this is a recent president of the ANC who was president for 10 years, uh, for just over 10 years, and also who was deputy president for a long time and had was had even been premier in KZN for um, a, a quite a big period. And so this is somebody that the ANC had come to rely on to bring in particularly the vote in the in, in the KZN area. So it's going to be interesting to see how the new party, the MK, is going to have an impact on the ANC, particularly in KZN. But I, I think, you know, the ANC is, is sufficiently concerned, but I don't think it's necessarily something that's going to necessarily end the ANC as they've, they've, they've survived many of these kind of attempts of, at destruction from, from new factions, essentially. What do you make of, uh, you know, the recent comments by the president and also the ANC that looking at certain grants that are given to people and certain schemes that are still ongoing and questioning that whether those will remain in place uh, if the ANC is not in the ruling seat. Um, What do you make of that? Are are these tactics that are regarded as desperate moves on their part? Well, I mean, I'm not surprised that the ANC highlights that. It is a a reality and a fact that, you know, the current social, uh, the current social grant system is is, is an ANC policy. So, for instance, if you look at the Democratic Alliance, um, if if they were to you know become the leading party, they would have a different approach to the social grant system. Same with, as if it was the EFF, they would also have a, a different approach. So I wouldn't necessarily call it a, a desperate move. It it is a valid move in the sense that it is true that if the ANC is removed, there is a possibility of the of an overhaul of the entire social grant system. But I think it is important for us to be asking questions about whether the current social grant system we have is the best because it's, a, it's while, you know, social grant systems are important because they provide a, a safety net for people who the economy isn't able to cater for. The question is more around, uh, you know, 
is the economy working at, at if if you have such a high level of social grant recipients because people don't want free money people don't necessarily want to be paid uh you know an unemployment grant what people want is jobs what people want is to have a purpose and a place to go in the morning and and you know to be able to earn their living and so you know there have been many calls for the ANC to retain you know important aspects of the social grant system like the, the the pension fund for elderly people but to rethink some of these grants because a lot of money is being spent on social grants that actually could be spent on developing jobs and creating opportunities particularly for young people who have the entire lives ahead of them you must remember that you know having a, a having high unemployment high, high numbers of youth unemployed means that we are not saving for the future this country has a small percentage of pension fund contributors which is going to catch up in 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 the future and it also has an effect on the Johannesburg stock exchange which mostly trades on pension fund investments and so the less pension fund investments you have the slower your economy is going to be and you know it's it's going to have an impact both as i said in the present because you also have less taxpayers and it's going to have an impact in the future when you now need to draw from that money to give money to those people who are now old mm-hmm. let's talk about uh, minister Nkosasana lamini she has informed the ANC that she will not return to parliament beyond the sixth administration basically signaling her intent to effectively retire from public office over after over 30 years of services. What do you make of this? Well, it's not, I mean, Gosselin is not making declarations about no longer essentially being part of politics. It's not a surprise because she is a person who has shown herself to be very much aligned with her former husband, Jacob Zuma. And so when, uh, you know, J- Jacob Zuma aligned himself with the MK, um, people were not. People were expecting, you know, some kind of indication from her if she's going to resign from politics or if she's going to join MK. And I wouldn't be surprised if she suddenly pops up in the MK because she has thrown her weight behind President Jacob Zuma, who has also thrown her, his weight behind her with the last, uh, you know, ANC election, um, with the, you know, one of the previous ANC elections, having Gosana Zamini Zuma being pushed as a candidate. For the so-called um, RET, mm. and let's talk about uh, the uh, amalgamation of uh, MK and uh, Ace Magashula coming together. How much of this is a concern for the ANC, given the fact that uh, Ace is quite strong in Free State and uh, Umsholozi Ubaba is quite strong in KZN? Are these two worrying factors for ANC? Well, I mean, I think, you know, it, it, it depends on how you understand the ANC, the ANC's kind of national footprint. And I think, you know, in, in KZN, definitely the ANC will have some questions about, you know, their ability to be able to retain the support that they have vis-a-vis MK. But I think when it comes to the free state, by the time Ezna Khashule left, he actually was becoming a pariah in the province where he used to yield a lot of power. You will remember that even at the time when he was launching his political party, there didn't seem to be much support from people in in the free state compared to, say, Jacob Zuma, who still has some support in 
in KZN. But as I've said earlier, that, you know, the MK is not the first political party that is an internal ANC breakaway. And it's not going to be the last effectively until there's no such thing as the ANC. Even pres- former President Abambegi did warn that the biggest threat to the ANC is, uh, you know, some of the in- is, is divisions within the ANC and the, main, the multiple breakaway parties that keep coming out of the ANC because they take away a chunk and a piece of the ANC at each point. So the question is more about, like, how much of the remaining chunk can the MK take and will that be enough? But I'm not sure that it necessarily is going to lead to the ultimate destruction of the ANC per se, but it is going to have an impact, definitely. We can't ignore it. You know, coming back to the celebrations over the weekend, do you think a voter or an, uh, a neutral person or a confused voter would be convinced that this is still the ruling party to back uh, in the next elections? Would you also be convinced uh, after this weekend's election, uh, celebrations? Well, I mean, I think it, 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 the, the whole thing about what people vote for has a lot to do with um, nostalgia and a lot to do with looking for a political party that speaks to your interests the most. And I think that for a lot of South Africans, the ANC continues to speak, you know, for their interest. And, and that's why they do things like showcasing what they have done for South Africans in the past 30 years. And I think the ANC has the fortune of being one of the most diverse political parties in South Africa and also always kind of harking back to its activism days. You know that, for instance, their support of Palestine, for example, uh, versus a DA who supports uh, who supports Israel, is something that has has made many people say, you know, I'm definitely going to vote for the ANC because they've shown themselves to be on the side of justice when it comes to important international um, issues. But I think also the other problem is that South Africa doesn't. So the ANC has managed to get away with you know, corruption and some of the many issues that people complain about precisely because opposition parties have not been able to show themselves to be a viable alternative for people. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that with by having Labour, by having the South African Communist Party, by having all of these alliance partners that the ANC have under its umbrella, it manages to have a multiplicity of views, a diversity of views, that isn't isn't found and and isn't so easy to duplicate for many of these opposition political parties and that's why we see the ANC coming up time and time again as a firm favorite for many people despite the corruption and many of the other issues that we highlight on a day-to-day basis. Mm. Sandra, thank you very much for your time, much appreciated on Radio Islam International. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.